0: it up for Ohio State. You've waited all day for this. So away. He's going to take it to the house. 85 yards. Down the right side going Devin Smith. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. The one show that's nothing but the Buckeyes.
1: Oh, grab <laughs> rocker for the touchdown. Kraft shoots it high on the right for three.
0: This is the Buckeye show.
1: Yes, it is. Happy Thursday to all you fine Buckeye fans. Hope you're doing well. We've got a wonderful program here. Ladies night, my favorite day of the week, it's a beautiful thirsty Thursday, we've got some beers and Buckeyes with our friend Patrick Murphy of Bucknuts coming up at 6.33, but in with me tonight, this is the first show I've ever done with this wonderful smelling man, Mr. Menthol himself, Ryan Baker is here. Ladies' night. I mean, all's I ever
2: hear around here is guys smelling dudes, and Uh-oh. it's
1: where where are the ladies at? I love, I love that. All's all's ever here. <laughs> That was so Midwest. I know, so <laughs> you bad. Sounded sound like my grandpa just walked in. All's ever here, you know. I'm very guys ed- doing this and that. I'm very edumacated over here. <laughs> <laughs> so I go down there to the Myers, you know, and it sounds like he's from Pittsburgh, but he's not. He's actually from farther west, up around the lakes, northern Indiana guy. But Ryan, it's good to see you, buddy. You lot, too. Lot Timmy. going on, lot going on around the blocko. Starting with that win on the basketball court last night, but still so much news with Marvin Harrison speaking today. Uh, Chip Trainum going into the portal that was hitting on social media last night. Kind of a surprising one, too. When you're looking at this running back room, I think you're just assuming Travion Henderson is gone. You're going to more than assume a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. is gone, despite what they say. But it's still, for whatever reason, it just takes some time. Guys are on their own schedules for when they want to make these announcements. And you got to at least give them that luxury. It's their life. They get to... It should be special. It's a special time for them, no matter what the decision's going to be, especially if you're going to declare and announce and go to the NFL draft. You're going to get graphic season is going to be here soon. Mm-hmm. Remember that, where you yeah. just get all those scarlet graphics with the signature on the bottom, and we print the words there, and then we kind of have to zoom in on it just so we can read it and See whatnot. What it that's that's going to be coming fast and furious pretty soon.
2: You know, when I was driving in the car today and I heard – Matty Ice and Biddle for Rothman and Ice and they throw it to a Marvin Harrison press conference, I'm like, oh, here we go. Here's the announcement. Marv is going to leave. And there was nothing about him leaving. He was actually talking about you know, Michigan. Winning a Michigan game would be a reason (laughs) to come back. Going to Indy, playing in a 12-team playoff is a reason to stay. And I'm like, I mean, what do we do? Can we just rip the Band-Aid off already? But Marv, like you said, he's a nice guy. He's a Trying to make everybody feel included here. If he plays in the Cotton Bowl and comes back to school, it'll be the biggest upset in the history of the world.
1: Yeah, and and look, there was I I can go right here. You were actually back there listening to some of this Marvin press conference. It wasn't really a press conference. I called it a media scrum. Press conference has to be in the team room at the podium, right? Mm, Yeah, this was more of a informal. Hey, Marvin, how you doing, Marvin? (laughs) You're about to do the award circuits, Marvin, right? I mean, clearly this is one of the most hot-button guys in football right now, not just college football, because, look, look, you and I would sit here and tell you 99.9% chance he's not going to do that, but could you imagine? Could your brain even understand the 0.1% of a guy like that? Who who would come back? You you don't even want to get there. You
2: there, can't. Your brain cannot get there. There's not a point 0.1% chance there in really, my mind. Yeah, there is not you're, one. You're like,
1: right. I mean, well, <laughs> that's the thing. We we can't know because we're not him. That's the other thing that, that's hard for people to understand. You can just look at who he is. Look at his talents. You're not in his brain though. So even if he does ultimately make what every odds maker would predict he's going to do, which is For sure, go to the NFL draft. That doesn't mean that he still wasn't thinking about a return in his own mind. That's all I'm saying.
2: And and I get that, but doesn't this feel like you remember when it was CJ last year with this? And there was like, there's no way a week
1: or two. This feels a thousand times more. No way. It's different when it was between Malachi Branham and Bryce Sensiball, right? Absolutely. Those are those are one and done guys, and I don't think. For either of them, as Buckeye basketball players, we could get to a point where it was a hundred percent gone. I think it got to to go Malachi first. It probably got to ninety percent gone mm-hmm. with how good he was and where you were seeing him on n b a draft boards. Maybe it was a little closer to a hundred there near the end because wasn't he getting some top fifteen projections? then he winds up sneaking into the late first round. So, it just goes to show you something for the basketball players to remember yeah. as they think about what what they're going to do in the future, but you know, being a being a first round draft pick in a league that only has two rounds is something to look at. But I mean, yeah, he he's going to be gone, but I think I think Marvin Harrison Jr is such a he doesn't want to stir the pot. I yeah. think we've seen that from him. He is not about what maybe some of us grew up with watching pre donna wide receivers and the big personalities and the Keyshawn, the, the Keyshawn Johnsons of the world, the give-me-the-damn-ball, all that stuff. T.O., who is king of that, <laughs> doing still, crunches he, in the driveway. He's still coming play. back, right? <laughs> he, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, T.O. is 53 years old. He's, he can play for you, man. He can run the nine route. Let's go. Marvin's not like that. I don't think he wants to let anybody down. The first he's going to take you. attention away from his team. Uh, but he deserves all the attention. I mean, he's going to be up for the Belitnikov tomorrow night, and he's going to be up for the Heisman Trophy on Saturday night. So he I had, hope he has a lot of fun this weekend. He
2: had a cool story today about his first memory of New York and his dad. And I know we've got the audio in there. I don't yeah, know if yeah. you want to play it you or not. Queue it up right here. Yeah, go ahead because it's a really cool story. Just talking about his first memory of New York and how it's kind of full circle now.
3: So <laughs> The first year, my dad was uh, up for the Hall of Fame. He was in New York, actually. And uh, I remember being in a hotel room uh, with him at the time. We got to explore the city a little bit and uh, just wait for his name to be called to be elected for the Hall of Fame. And um, Unfortunately, he didn't get in that year. So uh, but that's something I definitely always remember about New York. And it's kind of crazy how many years later now that I'll be going to Newark myself uh, as a Heisman finalist, um, which is nowhere near to being a Hall of Famer. But uh, just uh, how the years have just uh, gone by and what I've been able to accomplish. If you would have told that kid, you know, that his dad that his dad was waiting to be in you know, a Hall of Fame at that time that you know one day you're gonna go to New York yourself and be a Heisman finalist, uh, would have been very surreal. So uh, definitely a special, special place for me.
1: Well, you know, it's it's one thing to be to have that connection with his father and I, I totally understand mm-hmm. that. And the kid he's been around football his entire life. And as he's going through that, I'm also thinking of something else he recently said that he missed out on. He talked about full circle he didn't get to play in dad's yeah. stadium. Yeah. How it, is that possible? The Buckeyes being as good. As you haven't for three years. You don't get one, one trip to Lucas oil. Ugh. And he talks about that.
2: And you know what? We were just talking about Marvin and what a great person he is. Even in that clip, the humility, you're up for the Heisman, the best player in college football. But well, that's nothing like being a hall of famer. let the humility in him. Even there, just answering a question about his greatness. It's, it's you know? unbelievable.
1: And, and, Listening to that, it took me back to last year, or no, this wasn't last year, but earlier in the year. So, when do they have Pro Day? Typically, ran here is that May? I think it's March or April. It's March. It's it's March. I think it is March in the middle of, of the madness, right there. And Marvin Harrison Senior came out for that, and Marvin was running routes as CJ Stroud was throwing. Yeah, and everyone everyone in the NFL was here, right? right. I mean. Everybody was here. Even teams that didn't have a shot in hell taking CJ because you're looking at all the other prospects. And so then everybody gets a nice look ahead as if they don't know him already, right, with Marvin Harrison (laughs) and Jackson Smith and Jigba. That was one of the big ticket items that day too, clearly, who who went first round as well. But talking to Marvin Harrison afterwards, you can see exactly where Junior gets this. Because I, I asked him some kind of question about you know Marvin Harrison Jr getting maybe a leg up or getting to be noticed by NFL scouts if this helps him go through the process and the answer that that senior gave back was like they weren't even thinking that the NFL was an option at that point I mean clearly you have to know that your son is so good and he does know you know that's the that's the Jedi mind trick here, is that he does know, but there's just a certain way of presenting it in the optics of you talking about it like the season that's coming up is already passed and we're already looking forward. And it wasn't, it wasn't, I, I forget exactly how I phrased the question, you know, but it wasn't like, oh, you know, forget about your junior season at Ohio State, excited to be a, you know, top five pick yourself next year. It wasn't something like that, but just looking forward to what that process is going to be like. And it was basically just an, uh, avoiding the question and speaking kindly to Ohio State and how important the upcoming season is and if if he gets to a point where you know he's thought of as a high first round pick then that'll be something that's special and we'll prepare for that when it gets here you know it's amazing just these guys there's he's such an advanced player but he doesn't seem to want to take. Much of that credit that's there.
2: For sure. And I think that just comes obviously from his dad. You know, his dad was a great player. He went to Syracuse, but he was six foot, 185 pounds, and was never the fastest guy on the field. His dad had to work hard. Obviously, he was talented, but he had to work hard to get to where he got to, to being one of the best full, uh, wide receivers in the NFL. But then you give that work ethic to a kid that's 6'4", 215, and can run a four 40, and run as fast as Junior does, it's what just makes him so tantalizing to everyone, and why every team at the top of the draft would love to have him.
1: He's not there for the fanfare, right? I mean, they're they're going to shove it down his throat this Absolutely. weekend. Because and he deserves too, it. Yeah, he's too good. So you actually get to, to bask in the glow. I hope he enjoys himself. It's, it's awesome, right? Bristol, Connecticut tomorrow for the Home Depot, whatever college football awards where all the oh, yeah, major awards. Kate Stover up for the Mackey. <laughs> Home Depot it's a, ESPN awards. We got to get that in there, too. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, it's, a, it's a major award. It's like a nice lamp. It's like a nice leg lamp there. <laughs> I love okay. lamp. So a a wild layer was added on to this Marvin Harrison being undecided about his future story. Is it complete BS, though? We will discuss it next. My man Ryan Baker is in. It's the Buckeyes show on The Fan.
0: We know everything about you. We know you love the Buckeyes. We know you love the jackets. We know you're wearing a red shirt. I just freaked the hell out of someone. Go back. Garland and Gray, twenty four seven, or however long the show
1: is tonight. You are listening to the Buckeye Show on the Fan. It's Timmy Hall and it's Mr. Menthol, Ryan Baker. Now, Ryan, I I heard you were also spreading the love today with a nice Sam's Club snack. I like to partake in some tasty Sam's Club snacks. I I guess we're both members, so well, we are in a elite club.
2: I took the fresh bag, obviously, because Mike did not want any from the bag that had already been used, and I poured it into a baggie for him, and then I forgot to put the bag into my snack bag. So it's not here today, but it'll be here tomorrow, Timmy, now, so
1: you can have some then. What was this snack? It was some kind of mix? It is a... Girl
2: Scout Thin Mints Cookies Trail Mix that is a limited-time thing over at the Sam's Club in our neighborhood, and I just keep going and grabbing like two bags every
1: other day to stock up before it's gone. That would be the Members Mark Uh Girl Scout Thin Mints Micro Mini Pretzels Thin Mints Almonds Roasted and Salted Almonds Pretzel Balls Green Mini Cups Trail Mix man something with you and minty things i i mean i don't know what that is but i know it's delicious so i agree not saying
2: whatever i smell like like you guys talk no, about I, I, but i mean i mean i agree <laughs> who
1: who doesn't love honestly chocolate but, and mint who doesn't want to like pop a peppermint yeah every now and then absolutely it's delicious i get it the only thing i i've always had a bit of a problem with how we package candy canes you with me there I can't deal tight cellophane wrap. Deal, it's it's worse than my beef with a Reese's peanut butter cup. What are we doing? Hold on, squeezing these candy canes into this plastic. Where, if I were to try to open up a candy cane right here, like where we are, where I've got this console here that turns the microphones on and off in our computers, Greg Armstrong, our engineer, would come in here and decapitate me. Yes, because there would be so many shards, bits of broken peppermint because i'm putting my fingernails into the plastic (laughs) cutting myself just so i can get to the to the candy why can't we do it like the mini candy canes where you just open Mm -hmm. up the bag i agree there it is we we don't need that
2: anymore we can do something different yeah what's your beef with
1: reese's peanut butter cups oh you don't i don't know know. this Too, too much packaging too too many wrappers yeah. Too many wrappers. You got to open the hear, wrapper, hear then yeah. peel the. Yes. Okay. So that this is why I side with the shapes, the seasonal shapes, because they don't have the little brown wrapper um, on top of it. Okay, I got you. You know they're smaller, but again, who cares? I think it's still worth it, but I get what you're saying. And I and I think we talked about talk about this with with the common man all the time. There's more peanut butter in those shapes too. Agree. And you can just go. That's like, why you, I like the big cups. Right. Oh uh, yeah the big cup is is fantastic. You got the that's the classical style. It's got yeah. the ridges and the extra wrapper but all get, that peanut go butter to, goodness. You go to the Sam's Club and it's Halloween, you can just get the large bag of the pumpkins or whatever. Mm-hmm. They used to do, I haven't seen them in a while. They used to do footballs for the start of football season.
2: If you just wait until after Halloween or after
1: Easter when they do the
2: eggs, you can just stock up on the cheap
1: ones then and <laughs> Oh, you could. So all right, this this was nuts today. Like we know NIL money is crazy, right? We heard we heard what Matt Rule said a couple of weeks ago. So you would think that a Big Ten head coach would have an idea about what the market is, and he puts that out there. And we heard Ryan Day give a lot of comments about this throughout the years, so much that it it almost became tough to stomach because we we were talking about NIL every single time we got a hold of the coach, right? And it just became one of those things where you're exhausted about it. We get it, you know? We understand. There's collectives. We're trying to raise money. They want us to give some of the money, too. But the little Twitter rumor that started going around today about Marvin Harrison Jr. and Travion Henderson, that they could potentially earn so much in name, image, and likeness money that it would and again none of this none of this is found to be factual that that's that's on the marquee that's where you have to begin with this that they would come back to ohio state because they could get close to first round nfl type money and then when you read closer you you look at the guys that were saying this it would turn out to be oh it's i really meant what a rookie would make in the first year of his contract signing bonus money even still you're talking about Earning upwards of six, seven, eight, nine, ten million dollars for one season of college football. I don't know. I I don't think there's any chance in hell that that's going to happen. Nor do I think that it would be worth your while to stay in college football because your future's not in college football. Your future is going to be in the NFL. It doesn't matter how much money you could give me for one more year at Ohio State. I am one year closer to getting to that second contract in the league, which is mega, mega. Sixth generation changing type of money. So let's look. Let's base
2: this. So Marvin Harrison, we we agree he's no worse than the second pick in the draft. Correct?
1: I mean, I Probably don't know Larry where he quarterbacks of getting going picked, first, but, but I, I can't see at any point he's outside the top four or five. So if That's we just
2: it. if we just base this off of CJ's numbers from this year, looking at CJ's contract. Second his, overall pick. His his cap hit is six and a half million dollars. The yearly cash is just over twenty four million. So if you prorate that up for this year, so whatever you want to base it off of, Marvin's probably. If you just go by the cap hit, it's going to be seven million. If you go by the yearly cash, around twenty five million dollars. There's no way he's getting that in nil it's money. It's absurd. And then people say, well, what about the endorsements? He can get those in the NFL so he can make his NFL money and the endorsements. It's
1: absurd. I mean, I don't I want to ever say never because who knows what kind of, you know, 100 millionaire or borderline billionaire exists that is all about Ohio State. But, I I mean, if you know of anyone that's offering up cash like that, please tell me. Please Let tell it, me and then let's get at some of these players here. I don't think that exists. But, yeah, you're talking about an obscene amount of money. So, Christian Williams of football guys – I'm sorry, I appreciate the cool headlines today and adding to this story here where maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. is undecided about his future, but no, no, it ain't going to be that kind of money. The NFL is where it's at.
2: And if you're Ohio State, let's say that that donor is out there, that booster is out there, no offense to Marv because he's great. But I think so are Carnell Tate and Brandon Ennis and these other guys, uh, the Ro- Bryson Rogers, Noah Rogers, the uh, Jeremiah Smith, Jeremiah McClellan, the guys coming in. If you're Ohio State, I'd rather have that money and go get a quarterback and spread it out over five, six, seven, eight players, not just one. And that's no offense to Marv at all because he's great. But I'd rather have you know a handful of guys than just one with that money.
1: The story really is is how wildly bad reporting. There's a lot of it over. out there. I mean, wildly bad. I mean, this, this how this becomes a thing. I mean, the, the tweet is Marvin Harrison Jr. and Travion Henderson have allegedly been offered NIL deals that rival first round draft pick money to keep them at Ohio state for the 24 season per sources. It's unclear if either will accept the deal. Would love to know like where that, what, what that source is. his friend,
2: And if we're we're talking end of the first round, trust me, bro, (laughs) if if we're talking end of the first round for Travion, maybe that's worth it because is Travion going in the first round? We don't know. Is he even going in the second round? Who knows? That could be worth it for him. But for
1: Marvin, this makes absolutely no sense. Even still for Travion. You know, he's got a lot to offer. We know where running, the markets for running backs are what they are anyway. And you've got to be really, really good. I think that's being proven year after year Mm -hmm. after year. That if you aren't Saquon Barkley type transcendent and you're perfectly healthy and you have a history that shows you're perfectly healthy, Trey Van Henderson is not that guy. Not at all. No offense to him. I love the way he runs when he is healthy, but he hasn't proven that consistency of being on the field for his entire career at Ohio State. So, it, if it's obscene money, yeah, if, you, if, you're, if you're scrounging up $5 bucks cash for a guy like Trey, that might make him think. Because yeah. then again, he could have this year and bank on himself with that, stay healthy, get stronger, continue to work at his craft, and then go back to the NFL. But with Marvin, I, I, I mean, and just the fact that we're going to throw that out there and say that. We're, yeah, you you don't even talk about the endorsement money that Marvin will still get at the next level. He's getting paid lots of cash, and then more endorsement cash. Say he goes to Chicago.
2: You don't think they got
1: an endorsement money ready to throw at they him? Ne- they need it. <laughs> Al's beef. Come on, Marvin. You'll love, you'll love Al's it. Al's beef. All right, if you're not driving uh, while you're listening to us, then join the party. You can crack open an icy brew, because we're going to be talking some Buckeyes and beers. That's right, with our friend Pat Murphy of Bucknuts. That's next. It's the Buckeyes Show on the fan.
0: The only show where sports talk is eclipsed by fruit talk.
1: Oh, no. Common Man and T-Bone.
0: Weekdays from 3 to 6. The Fan. Drink up Slappy. It's time for Beers and Buckeyes with Patrick
1: Murphy. Sponsored by Garage Beer.
0: Beer flavored beer.
1: We're doing well now. Timmy Hall, Ryan Baker, and our friend Patrick Murphy. Pat, thanks for joining us this week. How are we doing, ma'am? I'm good. How are you guys? We're great. There's a lot to talk about here. I mean, I almost don't even know where to begin, but we were just going back over the running back room as we'll get to the Cotton Bowl here in a minute, but the smoke about Travion Henderson coming back, we were talking about that crazy report about the NIL money for Travion and for Marvin Harrison Jr., but the news of Chip Trainum going into the transfer portal... And then all this stuff started swirling around about how Trayvon Henderson is going to stay. That starts to make a little bit more sense. What are you hearing about that, Patrick? Can you back any of that up?
4: I would say. Well, first of all, the fact that you mentioned the Cotton Bowl just reminded me that there's actually a game at the end of this month. Which, (laughs) with the last few days, I've completely forgotten about that. Uh, So thanks for that. Um, I would say that I think there's certainly probably at least a little smoke with the Trayvon Henderson stuff. Um, look, I think a lot of these guys want to be a part of a team that beats Michigan and wins a Big Ten title, like Marvin Harrison said today. Uh, they all came in expecting that. And I think if you add that into Trey hasn't played really a fully healthy season, even his freshman year, they pulled him out of some games probably earlier than they would have just because he was a little banged up. Um, you know, could you come back? show you're healthy and uh, maybe boost your draft stock a little. Now the flip side of that is you're running back, right? And that position's already pretty devalued and they get banged up and don't have long careers. So would you rather start that in the NFL earlier? That's the decision I think that he's facing right now. And uh, at this point I probably wouldn't be surprised either way, but I do think the, the Chip Tranum news, you know, that, that tends to, I think, shift the scales a little bit towards, uh, him coming back, but I still don't think he is. He has made up his mind, and you know we'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see here as he evaluates
1: it. I don't know if this means anything, guys. I'm seeing that he's set to do a camp in Ashland, Ohio. Travion Henderson, that is. He's got a tweet up there about it. You know, there come you. out December seventeenth. I don't know. I mean, you could still do that even if you were going on. That's probably a nothing add on, but either yeah, way, probably not. Patrick, obviously, the quarterback has been a huge
2: talk here as well. Um, Kyle McCord entering the transfer portal after his first year as the starter. What is your gut feeling as to who will be the guy under center for the Cotton Bowl?
4: That is uh, that is a good question. A really good question. Uh, I would guess, guess that it is Devin Brown, just given his experience. I think he's played in uh, well, he's definitely played in more games than Lincoln Keenholz. Um, it would not surprise me if they play both guys though and, you know, get a sense of what that looks like when Lincoln's in a game that really matters, or at least is, is competitive. Um, yeah, for, for Ohio state, I think at this point you obviously want to go out and win, right. And then the season with a victory. But I also think if you can set yourself up and get some guys experience, we'll see, you know, what, what the opt-outs look like and, and what they're doing. But, um, you know, it would not surprise me if both quarterbacks get uh, some decent looks in that game so you get a sense of, you know, what they're like because, you know, Devin really hasn't played much in a competitive game other than that red zone stuff that he did early in the year. And Lincoln, you know, he threw, I think, two or three passes in one game and maybe a couple in another. And You know, so this, this is an opportunity and you, you're in a better situation if these guys come in next year having... You know, some some real experience against an SEC defense, and so I think there's an opportunity there for for Ohio State to kind of get a head start on things.
1: It just feels like Lincoln Keenholes has some buzz about him. I mean, Patrick, you're around that facility a lot. I mean, this kid's six foot two, kind of a different background from what we're used to. I mean, he's a South Dakota guy. It just he's doing the underwear ads. Wasn't that him too doing the the Tommy John NIL? I mean, I mean, you know, I'm looking, right, Baker. I'm, I'm always looking. I don't know. Are you hearing anything more about Lincoln? Because a lot of people I talk to, they want to see this guy more than Devin Brown in the Cotton Bowl.
4: Yeah, it's definitely someone that the Ohio State staff likes. Um, you know, they felt like they unearthed something there when when they found Lincoln. Um, and I don't think he has done anything since he's been in the program to dissuade that perception. Other than maybe he had that one shot he took to the end zone. I forget which of the games it was that Ryan Day said afterwards he wasn't he wasn't too thrilled that Lincoln almost threw an interception on a play uh, when when the game was pretty much in hand. But I I do think they like him a lot. But that doesn't mean they don't also like Devin Brown a lot. I mean, this is you know Devin Brown a couple years ago was in the same kind of camp, right? He he wasn't the highest recruited guy. He was still a pretty highly recruited guy, but uh, it was a guy that. You know, they'd slipped from another school. They brought him in. You know, obviously he wasn't going to start right away, but it was the same kind of talk coming out of there. Hey, he's going to be an interesting guy for the future that we're excited about. So I think you got two guys that have kind of followed a similar trajectory, and, you know, neither has had their chance yet. And, you know, unless something crazy happens here in the next few weeks, they're going to get it in the Cotton Bowl.
2: Patrick, you mentioned earlier that you kind of forgot there was a bowl game coming up. They've got the Cotton Bowl December 29th against Missouri. I think most fans have forgotten about it too with all of this transfer portal news and the disappointment of losing to Michigan, not making the Big Ten Championship, not making uh, the college football playoffs. Marvin today talked about the team and said they're very motivated for this Cotton Bowl, but like you said, we don't know who's going to play in this game. We don't know who's going to opt out, who's still going to be here. What is your sense about the team and how they're getting ready here for Missouri?
4: I think there's always going to be a disappointment. You know, obviously coming out of the Michigan game and you don't make the Big Ten championship game and then you find out that you, you didn't backdoor your way into the college football playoff like last season. Um, so there's that, that sense of disappointment for a while. But once they get into practicing again on a regular basis and, you know, you're starting to, it's almost like a spring practice for a couple of weeks, then you get down to Dallas and you're kind of in the bowl week practice. I think that's when it really is like, ramping up. And, and that's when guys get focused and excited again. You've had some distance between the Michigan game and, and the next game. And I think that's when, when they really dial in. So I think there will be some excitement again, if, if this is an opportunity for young guys, just because they're young doesn't mean they're not talented. This is Ohio state, right? And they recruit some of the best in the country. So yeah, if you have some young guys that are getting their first chance to go out there and compete and you're doing it against the team from the sec, I mean that's a that's a big opportunity and yes they're young like I said but I think that there will be a lot of excitement as you get to the game at least from the team side.
1: It's Wild times, you know. It's wild yeah. times. We're talking about a Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl. And it's going to be a glorified spring practice. But we'll watch it. It'll it'll be way more viewed than a spring practice, but some of the players and the way the roster's going to look, it will be different. I mean, you'll you'll likely see Carnell Tate out there is yeah. wide receiver one, just zipping around out there, and that'll be cool. Yeah. Oh, and, and Pat, Pat, I uh, I can tell you're somewhere tonight. Are you having Are you having some brews
4: right before well, and we-
1: after you did this interview tonight?
4: Real quick, before I answer that question, uh, the last Cotton Bowl Ohio State was in. The big news that came out right beforehand was that Denzel Ward was going to opt out of that game. And that was, like, unthinkable at that point in Yes. Time. And there was buzz about it beforehand, but I remember our message boards being so angry that a guy would opt out. And that allowed Jeff Okuda to play, and we know what happened there. And now it's commonplace, to your point, what times we live in. Uh, yes, to answer your question about the, the events tonight... Um, there's an, there it is. Uh, the, the MLS Cup. The Chromes Crew is hosting that on Saturday afternoon, and so there was a media. There is a media mixer, and uh, I am standing outside talking to you guys after uh, uh, only a couple beers. I kept it civil, and once we go back inside, I'll take advantage of the rest of the three drinks to uh, before they end this thing here in a little bit.
2: Hammer time, then Pat.
1: Man.
4: Exactly, exactly.
1: MLS Cup. Here in town on Saturday. Oh, it is going to be a good time. Patrick, thanks as always for doing it, man. Beers and Buckeyes. All right. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Yep. Cheers. There he goes. Patrick Murphy from Bucknuts on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems fan guest hotline. Prime time wasn't a good time for the Buckeyes this week. Tell you why uh. next. Ryan Baker's in with us. It's the Buckeyes show on the fan.
0: The only radio station still operating with an active booze cart. I'm drunk right now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. The Fan. Ohio Sports Destination. Mission. Just counting down the days to March Madness. Back to the Buckeye Show.
1: What's going on, fine Buckeye fans? Happy Thursday. Best day of the week. Thirsty Thursday. Ladies night. Just hit our beers and Buckeyes there. Tasty, frosty beverages. They're ice cold get them right now you know uh we by the way we are brought to you by our good friends at care source let me let me get that one out of the way not getting it out of the way we thank them for sponsoring this lovely radio show so you got the heisman ceremony coming up on saturday night marvin harrison jr Cade stover they've got the college football award show tomorrow night as well Belitnikov for marvin mackie award for Cade stover he's up against brock bowers though I forget the third guy. It's another Colorado State.
2: Yeah, uh, Dalton Hilker or Holker Holker. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Dallin. Dallin, yep, out of Colorado State.
1: Then wouldn't you know, uh, Dallin Hayden. (laughs) Everything just circles back around as we talk about our running back room. Uh, as of last night, when we're thinking about, well, Travion Henderson, before some people are saying he might actually stay, you're thinking about only Dallin Hayden being in Ohio State's running back room with the Chip Trainham transfer. But yeah, Mackey Award for Cade Stover, Bolitnikoff for Marvin Harrison Jr., which we figure he's going to win that one. And this was this was Marvin, as we go back to earlier today, where he met with the media talking about what he thinks when he thinks of the Heisman Trophy.
3: The greats of college football, I think they're always remembered for uh, winning the Heisman Trophy. Um, you know, there's even some greats that didn't win the Heisman Trophy, but we're a Heisman finalist. So I think um, when I think of the Heisman Trophy, well, I think definitely of uh, great college football players um, who had outstanding years, uh, valuable to the team, and um, just special talents uh, that they have for a particular year. You notice my man didn't
1: say Desmond Howard. When he was asked, (laughs) what do you think of the Heisman? You know, and I I thought, yeah, I thought about that the other day. And I I still, I don't know why I still think about this. Maybe it's because CJ Stroud was having such an uh, amazing season with the Houston Texans. Just backing up who he is by his play and what he can do. Clearly, football is a team sport. And we get caught up with quarterback play and wanting to talk lesser of CJ because he wasn't on a team that was good enough to beat michigan in his two tries there but now look at what this guy's doing in the national football league in leading a a roster that no one gave two flips about and the texans are on the doorstep of the playoffs but it was it was something that cj said about the michigan game leading up to it when he was in houston it was just it was such a well put together thought and it made me think about it again. Like, man, that's that's too bad that you know he had that moment. He had you know that that trip to the Heisman ceremony, and a guy just had to clown him like that, just to pass it off as a joke. So mm-hmm. easy to do, right? Yeah. To do something like that to belittle somebody else in one of the best moments of their life. He he knew he wasn't going to win that award, but he's there and he earned his right to be there. And the Michigan broadcaster up there, who my God. I don't know for what he lacks as a college football analyst. He makes up for him being an extreme Homer who will just back Michigan at all costs. It's not what, what Herbie does at all.
2: He goes the other way. (laughs) It actually makes people here upset. It has
1: always made people here upset. Yeah. But that's, there's a way to be more down the middle about that and still have fun with the job. But if Desmond tries to open up his mouth at all with any kind of, Comments about Marvin Harrison Jr. losing the Michigan game. Will Smith, just Will Smith. What did the five fingers say to the face? <laughs> that's all. That's all I want. That's all <laughs> I want is Will Smith action. So Marvin, have a hell of a weekend. So prime time got oh. the Buckeyes here. Prime time mm. bad for Ohio State this week. You knew that this was eventually going to come to town with Dion in college football. He brings a lot of moxie, of course, to that head coaching position. I know we can talk all day long about how long do we think he's going to stay at Colorado. Is he not long for the job? You know, Florida State's not really open now, even though Mike Norvell, I mean, 13-0, couldn't even get him into the college football playoff. Guy might not be that good. No, I don't see that, at least for several more years, with what Norvell has done at Florida State. But either way, if Dion's going to get better and win games, then he's going to have to keep recruiting and I think first and foremost, we all knew that Dion would be good at recruiting. It would be, how's he going to coach football? How's he going to put the pieces together? Win football games. He needs more horses to be able to do that. And Got a horse today. <laughs> he's getting the ball roll and he stole a big one from Ohio state. And it wasn't just Ohio state, Oregon and Tennessee, were kind of coming to the finish line with uh, this young man as well. It's Jordan Seaton. We mentioned him on the show this, this week. This one hurts a little bit. Jordan, yeah, five-star offensive tackle. By some accounts, this was the number one guy on Ohio State's recruiting board to finish up 2024. You needed this guy badly, and the Colorado Buffaloes come in here and rip the guy away. Again, it's, it's not all that shocking when you see who he's going to play for, one of the hottest coaches in the game right now.
2: Number one offensive tackle on the board, the fifteenth ranked player in the country mm. according to twenty four seven sports. So yeah, uh, th- this one hurts a little bit. I was hoping that the Buckeyes could land this one. They do have some good linemen coming in in this class, but this would have been the cherry on top.
1: Yeah, so that that's it's that's just the Dion impact. Six five two eighty seven. Six five two eighty seven. You I mean you don't even really have to explain this one a whole
2: lot? Hey, maybe you can get him next year in the transfer portal though, because I'm guessing he'll be leaving Colorado pretty soon.
1: <laughs> one and done. When Dion leaves <laughs> after next year, when some or, giant job or comes or the, open, whatever
2: nil money they're giving him runs out, and he realizes I don't want to go four and eight
1: every year. Maybe he'll come to Ohio State. Well, then. maybe Dion's coming to Ohio State. He brings Jordan Seton <laughs> with him, right? Coaching Who's cornerbacks th- and wide receivers. <laughs> Yeah, right.
2: (laughs) Hey, Timmy, real quick before we go, because I know we got Blue Jackets hockey coming up. This was a tweet from the Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State Buckeyes uh, Twitter yesterday. 11 Buckeye teams right now ranked in the top 25 in their sports. Women's hockey number one, men's fencing number four, women's fencing number five, women's swimming and diving seven, football seven, wrestling seven, the rifle squad number nine, women's basketball number 10, men's swimming and diving number 15, men's basketball number 25 in the coaches poll and men's golf at number 25 as well. Go oh, Buckeyes.
1: I love that. Get that uh, men's golf team. Jay Mosley there. Maxwell Moldovan, one of my favorite players around the block. Oh, boy did that dude have a, have a season. Yeah, heck of a year for him. <laughs> <I> mean, my <laughs> God. Another trip to the U.S. Open. Making the cut second time around. Uh, almost, almost made it into the final stages of the U.S. Amateur. But oh, so, my God. He'll be signing with match. LIV Golf soon. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, John, hurt me. The PJ Tour is doing this to itself. I blame Monahan. I had to get you fired But up. I also blame Rom. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> it sucks to do this if it's true. Oh, uh, by the way, you can grab the Buckeye Show podcast. So if you missed anything or if you jumped in here later in the 6 o'clock hour, you can just grab it right when the show is done. Give it about 5, 10 minutes. It gets uploaded anywhere you get your audio. Excuse me. Just simply search The Buckeye Show. All right, Baker, thanks a lot for doing it, buddy. Jackets at the Islanders coming up next, followed by a little thing called You'll See. Have a good night on The Fan.
0: We are your radio home for the Buckeyes, Browns, and all the NFL games you can handle. We may have a bit of a football problem. The Fan, Ohio sports destination.